guys. I hope you guys are having an incredible day so far. For those of you who don't recognize me, my name is Kalita. But as you, at this point, you should know, <laughs> I am not alone, okay? <laughs> I am here with my amazing co-host, Kevin Illustrator. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to uh, the seventh, seventh, seventh yeah. episode of The Huddle. Yes. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to today's topic. Yes. So things are heating up here yes, at the huddle. Yes. Mainly because the topic today is called the pressure cooker. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I see what you did. You see there. what I did there. I you know, you I try yeah. to be like innovative or something, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, today we are gonna be discussing something that I think is very important for us as not just young people, but I guess in the Christian community at large. I think a lot of us, um, and we've spoken about this briefly in previous episodes, a lot of us are given the illusion or a hope as, as um, Christians that once we accept Christ, that everything is going to go smoothly. Yeah. But upon reading the Bible, <laughs> we understand that our lives um, are not always going to be comfortable. Mm. Um, and hence the name, The Pressure Cooker. I think we, we've also discussed that, for the most part, the world is not built for Christians like us. I think there was a time and period where the, the world was largely in line mm -hmm. with Christian ideals. Mm -hmm. But I think that time has quickly faded. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> And I think it's left us in mm -hmm. a very awkward position, mm -hmm. which is trying to stay politically correct mm -hmm. when our Bible is just not. not in the same place. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And that can cause a lot of pressure mm. for us as especially young people who are at the forefront of a lot of conversations that have um, social issues in mind, you know. Mm. Mm. how do we not buckle under the pressure to back down and not stand up for the, the true righteous word of God without compromising our faith, but mm. also we don't want to be canceled. Yeah. How do we handle that pressure? Mm. And um, are we just going to end up just... Deterior deteriorating or not being able to rise to the occasion? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to learn how to understand that the tough times are upon us mm -hmm. and that us taking a blatant stand for the true word of the gospel is going to at some point show us flames? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I think I'd like to open this by first saying that Jesus was quite clear about the fact that following him mm. and standing for the gospel will have its with it it has its its price mm. right it definitely doesn't come free mm. and it by free i don't not talking money mm. um it doesn't come free as in it doesn't come without its challenges mm. um and also it it doesn't come without its uh price in terms of um you being alienated mm. um and you being cast out and you being uh, put in a corner mm. um, and, I, and I think for us and it's so difficult right mm. because I grew up in a world where I didn't have to deal with uh, political correctness which is mm. often I like the new term that 
a, 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 a favorite rapper of mine uses. He just calls it observing all PC protocol. Oh, come on. <laughs> so beautiful. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I think in, in, in light of us understanding the fact that uh, political correct, correctness has come to a place of, of feeling more like oppression, mm. you know? Um, we need to, we, 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 we do want to acknowledge that. Um, and I think more than that, I don't know how, if you are 21 and younger, mm. you know, twin, from 21 all the way down to 13, and you're pursuing God, mm. um, and you're trying to live that truth, which mm. is your truth, which the world says that's what is, they're living, right? Yeah, yeah, they say yeah. we should live our truth. Mm. I, don't, I don't understand how, how, how being 21 and in, in, in younger Mm. In how do you navigate that world? Yeah, I think I honestly I, I I respect you guys. I don't know how you do it. Mm. Um, if you are in that age group, um, you know, like Godspeed to you. Mm. And, and honestly speaking, I feel like there should be more prayer for you. Yeah, uh, because I know I grew up in a world where I mean I'm still in my technically according to the ANC I'm still <laughs> I'm still in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> you said okay no it's okay yeah you know what i mean i'm still in my youth <laughs> but but i lived through a world where political correct correctness was not where it's at right now however mm. um here's here's what i want to um also bring to the table of of the discussion right mm. uh which is where I'll, I'll hand it over to you kelita um political correctness does have its place it does yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. so that's where you're going to take it (laughs) I think um, this also kind of ties into what we were speaking about a couple of episodes ago you know at this point every episode is just jumbled in my head (laughs) and we spoke about how sometimes we need correction Mm. but we need to be sensitive in giving correction Yeah, Um, we need to give our correction in love Mm. right Mm. Um, and not just bash people. Mm. So I feel that's almost the same sentiment mm-hmm. in this conversation that there may be a time where you need to word things to be sensitive to the people who are listening, mm. especially if they are in the group that you may be speaking against, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. So for a just random example, if the unbeliever that I'm trying to... Um, speak to or have a conversation about Mm -hmm. what the biblical truth is that I know is true, right? I can't just come at her. Sometimes you need to be a little bit sensitive in the way that you present the gospel. But at the same time, we also have to be sure that we don't compromise on what the truth is, right? Um, I don't think it's fair... And it's just an observation. Mm-hmm. People might roast me for this. Mm-hmm. But I think that that sentiment that you just spoke of, that, yeah, the world is telling you to live your truth mm. as long as it's not the Christian truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I feel like that truth has been contested. Maybe because of what has happened in the past. I mean, yeah, there's a whole controversial string of things that have happened under the name of Christianity. Yeah. Um, but we should not be afraid to live out the truth of the gospel. Yes, yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about the Bible is that it didn't shy away from showing us Mm, mm. um, what people had to go through for standing 
for the gospel. Yeah. We have accounts of people being beheaded. We have accounts of people going to prison. We have accounts of people being stoned to death. Mm. And these are not just random things that Paul and the other disciples decided to put in their books. It's not random, but it was an encouragement to those who were facing persecution at that time mm. that, okay, I, this, this gospel that is preached, it is so true. And this person who is preaching it to me found it so true and, and um, stood by it with so much passion and that they, they yes, yeah. that they just would not let down, even though they were facing literal death. Mm. Um, even Stephen, Stephen is such a beautiful but heart wrenching story of how, as he's being stoned, he is crying mm. out to God for these people, just almost like Jesus who was being hung. And he's saying, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they have done. Mm. Sometimes we just have to be aware that being Christian is going to come with persecution. And I think we are lucky in, let's say in South Africa, because I know in other countries the persecution is radically different. But let's say in our context here Mm -hmm. as a South African, if I'm going to take a stand for the gospel... At this point, I might just get cancelled. That's the level of persecution I'm facing mm. as a 24-year-old Christian today in Pretoria, South Africa. Mm. Mm. I might get cancelled. And I think we need to speak about this more often, about the persecution side of Christianity, because I think we sell a gospel that is not true yeah. in, in, so that we can win people to the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. To to Christ. But then if you want me on a not a on a half truth rather, how do you expect those same people to survive the persecution that is promised mm. to us? Mm. Yeah. Um mm, I get you. Do you have I any opinions you. on that though? Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 like I've actually been thinking of so many things, right? Um, So first of all, I wanted to touch on the fact that I am very much a believer or an advocate of the fact that there there is a place for for political correctness. Mm -hmm. Um, And and there there is an extent to which it was very necessary to have this movement of, um, um, you know, getting people to like just also for here's the problem with us as people, um, Mm. which is quite unfortunate. So we you might think to yourself. What is the problem? Like, there should be no problem with, you know, when you're writing a letter Mm. and then you have to say, um, and I saw him or her approaching, Mm -hmm. right? And by that, I'm not referring to necessarily to the pronoun Mm -hmm. uh, conversation. What I'm specifically referring to is, I suppose I am in a sense, like putting him before the her, Mm -hmm. right? You might think that, I mean, that it's it's nothing. We've, we've We've been doing it, you know? Um, like the fact that you've never done her or him, mm. it, it's very little. But mm. I can understand how avoiding such little things, uh, and um, it might not be as little as that because there are mm. places where, uh, for, like for example, uh, beginning to have conversations and having it in our everyday dialogue and mm. just part of our language Mm-hmm. That that a woman it can deliver equal value in many parts mm-hmm. of the work industry, mm-hmm. um, and but at the same t- so that I feel is good, 
right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where political correctness is necessary because mm-hmm. when we don't introduce that language into our dialogue, right, mm-hmm. or that dialogue into our language, whichever way, whatever, right? When we <laughs> yeah. don't introduce those things, um, unfortunately, man has a tendency. It's kind of like this: God continued to call Israel His people, His mm. chosen people, mm-hmm. and what happened to Israel? they started becoming very boastful and prideful. And so, in fact, they had the audacity to tell Jesus that we are the children of Abraham. Imagine. Like the audacity. I am the son of God <laughs> and you are telling me. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm. And, 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 and here's the funny part, right? It's, it's, I think about this quite a lot. I really think about this quite a lot. It's mm. almost as if God caused that problem by constantly calling the Israelites his people, right? Mm. It puffed them up. It made them feel like we could never... Exactly, we're so Mm. untouchable. But that's the problem. They never took the responsibility to introduce into their everyday dialogue, you know? Um, Mm. um, The the phrases and and, and words that would remind them that we are here by grace, not Mm. because we earned it. They never reminded themselves. It wasn't part of their everyday conversation. Mm. It was always like, we're the children of Abraham, of course. Yeah. So, like, you need to be politically correct. Mm. We are the children of Abraham, but there's mm. more to it, mm. right? God chose us not because we were special, yeah. right? He chose us because He is love. Um, so, which is, it's, it's, it's also why, in general, in our current world, that I feel that... Um, uh, political correctness plays that role. That mm. we just need to remind ourselves. Like, we've been very fortunate as men, um, especially considering where industry comes from, yeah. that they've just, uh, um, um, in the past, predominantly been jobs that favor m- men. Like, mm-hmm. also considering, I mean, working in mines, it's obvious yeah. who's going to be more efficient there. Um, you know, there's, there's not much arg- argument. But now jobs are beginning to change. Mm-hmm. And now you need to update your vocabula- vocabulary yeah. Yeah. to to align with that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like um, political correctness does have its place. Yeah. But unfortunately, whenever those shifts happen, there mm. are always those who say, oh, you want to bring Everything. political correctness here? Mm. Uh-uh. I want to bring it all the mm-hmm. way up. Right? Everybody, we want everything. Exactly. We push too far. And I think it's definitely infringed on... Um, our religious freedom, mm. I guess, as well in that sense. Um, but, you know, the thing that we should also remember, it's not just, I'm not trying to scare the 13-year-old that's listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, snap. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, I'm going through trials. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the most beautiful examples, and it's definitely, I guess, overused or a cliche at this point, mm. but it's such a beautiful poignant example of the way um, God functions and how he uses pressure. I'm sure you've heard the, that, yeah, I'm sure you've heard it. This one, I'm sure. It takes pressure to make a diamond. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And olive needs to be crushed to make (laughs) olive oil. (laughs) And it sounds very cliche and corny, Mm. but the sentiment is true. Um, And, in that same sentiment, we see in Scripture how God uses these trials and these tests to 
refine us mm. and make us more pure and holy. Mm. Um, in James mm-hmm. 1, somewhere, mm-hmm. um, he says that, you know, when we face trials, we should find, we should be joyful when we see trials because it is giving our faith an opportunity to grow. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cute. In theory, yeah, like I can hear that in scripture and be like, "Oh, that's that's a nice theory." Mm, yeah, I should mm. be very happy when people are throwing bombs at me in mm. the comment section when I'm just standing up for my faith yeah. because it's gonna make my faith grow. In theory, when you're in it, it's another it's a story. Story, and I think the reason we need to be a little bit, I think <clears throat> the way to solve that. Mm-hmm is to be more heaven focused. Mm, mm. I think that we are so used to living on earth, right? Yeah. It's everything we can't fathom heaven, heaven mm. you know what I mean? This is all we've ever exactly. known. So we tend to focus more on this life than preparing for the next life. Mm. And I think when you have a perspective shift of, okay, right now I'm being shown flames. I'm going through persecution. When you think of, okay, this is just a vapor of eternity. Yeah. There's a greater, um, there's something greater to be achieved. Mm. When we are more heaven focused, it may help us get through those trials a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. The verse that's coming to mind is in Hebrews, I believe it's Hebrews 11 or 12. I'm not sure. It's the one, not about faith, the one about endurance. I in think the it's book of Hebrews, though. In the book of yeah. Hebrews. Um, <laughs> he, they say, um, because of the joy, speaking of Jesus, for the joy, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, carrying it all its shame. And then it says that, you know, he's now seated at the right hand, yeah. Yeah. you know, in honor. But it was the joy awaiting him. It was him looking forward to the honor that was promised to him that allowed him to get through the trial. Mm, mm. And I think if we don't have that um, mindset of remembering where we're heading to Mm -hmm. and what we're striving towards, it can be difficult for us to withstand the pressure of the world when they're persecuting us. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like we're so on the same page with this, right? Um, And and I think... um, it, it's honestly speaking, this is something that I, I, I wonder, right? I wonder if, like, as we're speaking about the age group, like 21 all the way down to, to 13, I wonder if they, if, if, if you're listening to this, I wonder if you realize that there has even been a shift, right? Or for you, this is just normal. It's been it's like, like But, this. like, how do you not speak like that? Because yeah. it's much like how you're talking about how heaven is something so unreal. We mm. know earth to be earth. Um, mm. And which is why actually it's so difficult for some people to envision there being a good God because mm. of this earth. Um, mm. And how, how, how much it's just full of so much darkness, pain, mm. hurt, yeah. you know. Uh, but I do wonder, like, if, if, if you, you were born in the age and era of, um, of social media, especially of Twitter, Right, particularly Yo. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> if you were born in that era, do you know of a time where political correctness was not used as a form of oppression, where political correctness was not 
something to be so careful about, right? Mm. All the time. Um, mm. Because I've experienced that world and it was such an amazing world. Um, mm. Though, as, as mentioned earlier, that I do agree that, that... Yeah, I do agree that the change needed to happen. Mm. Unfortunately, it's like the concept of the pendulum. It swung mm. too far to, yeah. to the other side, you know? Mm. Yeah, so that that's quite unfortunate. Um, mm. And I... In as much as I celebrate the move to, well, to a certain extent, I celebrate the move towards political correctness, but because of how far it swung to the pendulum swung to the other side, Mm. it leaves so much concern. And Mm. then it leaves the question of how do we as Christians confidently navigate the modern world? I mean, I remember a celebrity uh, once tweeted, I think it was Lira, if I remember correctly, she tweeted that she submits to her husband. And mm. she was oh, harassed. They would have snatched oh her my goodness! By the edges and dragged her. On and the I, and they were like, and <laughs> I remember one one girl was like, um, um, she's actually a very quite a well known poet. She was like, mm-hmm. Lyra just sent us back fifty years, and I'm like, you made what she's decided to do about mm. you, and you. because she now cannot express that, it is mm. something she truly enjoys doing, but mm. she can't express it. Because mm. she'll be dragged. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard. Mm. And, guys, I think, yes, absolutely, being dragged on Twitter, it can't, it can't compare to dying for your yeah, faith, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's too extreme. But it's not negating that being dragged on Twitter, yo, 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 yo. Social yo. death. <laughs> I died one death today. You will feel it <laughs> yeah, definitely, within your definitely. soul. And I think the one thing that we have to be mindful of is even just that um, the the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. such a beautiful hope for mm, us mm. on earth. Because yeah. yes, we have the heavenward thinking to help us get through the trial, but we also have to remember that on earth there's also something that can help us get through the pressure of the world just trying to get us to not express our faith mm. in the fullness that we are called to. And Shandrak, Meshach, and Abednego, we know that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar made an idol. There was, he was like, everyone, you got to worship this yeah. thing. They were like, no. And they <laughs> were like, so then someone snitched on them. And he was like, your, your favorite servants over there, mm, they mm. didn't bow to your statue. So what are you going to do about <laughs> it? And he presents him with another opportunity to be like, can you please bow to this that you like, please, you must obey. Mm. And they refuse. This is such, oh, guys, power. Mind you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were young Mm. as well. Mm. So this is, again, an encouragement for young people. Um, Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. For if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Here comes a kicker. And he will deliver us from your your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. What happens then? They blaze up the fire. They make it seven times hotter than it usually is. They chuck them in. The people who chucked him in died immediately on the spot. Mm. Mm. And they were not scathed. 
and they saw the fourth man in the fire. Mm. And the beautiful thing about even when we are in, they were basically in a pressure cooker. Basically. If we think about it. (laughs) They were being cooked, but God was with them. And even the people who were watching, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar who commented that the fourth man looks like he is um, of God, Mm. like he is a godly Mm. being. We might be cancelled. We might be thrown in the pressure cooker of Twitter annihilation. Mm. But God is with us in the trial. So it's not like we're just going to be alone within it. So we should take courage that, okay, yes, things can go really badly. I could experience a lot of backlash. Mm. I could be killed for my faith. But in the midst of everything going wrong, Mm. God never leaves us nor forsakes us, as it says in the scripture. And people will be able to recognize Mm. that, eh, God is yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We might be throwing them in flames, but exactly, hey, yeah. There is someone protecting them. And even if he doesn't, mm. that was the kicker. Even if God doesn't save us from this annihilation of the Twitter verse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Listen, whatever cancellation may come before yeah. me, I know for a fact that I am stand, I'm in right standing with mm, God. Mm. And that will reap an eternal Yeah, that, that should really, really be where um, you find your peace as a person, to be quite honest, um, as, mm. as a child of God. Um, it, it does matter more to be at peace with God um, and mm. then to be, I don't want to say then to be at peace with people because that's what God wants you to do, to be at mm. peace with people, but then for you to appease people. Um, mm. Yeah, it does. It does matter. However, I feel it is resp- It is. It would be irresponsible of us to end the conversation, uh, this discussion, without talking about the difference between uh, finding yourself in a situation where you you have to face persecution because mm. you've decided to stick to what you believe, to what Scripture says, mm. um, and to follow the Word of God. You just so happen to find yourself in that situation. However, mm. Kilita, don't end. Thank you. There are those who go looking for that. They go look. Exactly. They go provoking people, um, and mm. I've seen it on social. Like people just go and fetch you, right? Mm. Unnecessarily and unprovoked. Mm. Uh, remember mm. that it is it is important for us to not be the ones who go and look for the conflict unnecessarily, even mm-hmm. in a setting with friends. I know, I, I have a friend who just looks for an argument. Like, I know that feeling. and It's just not nice. Because you don't yeah. want to hang around that person. Yeah, and True. I'd like you to speak a bit on that. Like, just on, on the issue of not going to actually intentionally provoke someone mm. who, has, who believes in a particular, you know, uh, mm. or, or who coddles some political correctness thing. Mm. Mm. I think the scripture that just came to mind was... Um, being wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. So our innocence comes in where we are staying true to the word of God and not compromising yeah. that. Wisdom, though, don't just enter in places. Um, even David himself. Do you know how many battles he won? They were making songs about him saying that he, he Saul only killed 1,000. I mean... Uh, uh, David 10,000. Yes, yeah. David 10,000. So you've won so many battles. 
But he still inquired of the Lord every time he had to go in battle. And that's something that we need to remember. Mm. Don't just go looking for a fight. Because sometimes you'll go and God wasn't with you. It is in God that we get the victory over situations. So if he didn't send you, don't enter. It's not Mm. wise. The demons will backslide you and then ah, it's not my problem. You'll go go see God. Um, But yeah, just have that wisdom. Have that intentional ability to understand what God has purposed Mm. you for, as we spoke. And um, follow his lead. If he doesn't lead you there, don't yeah. enter. That's as plain as it is. But it's um, difficult to learn, and it's very, very difficult to remain um, like grounded in this in this truth. But mm. love really makes a difference. Like when a person understands that you're not just coming at them for the sake of being a jerk, or you know, mm. when they understand that, listen, I understand that you feel strongly about this, and I love you, um, mm. and I. I just want to have a conversation with you about why I, I hold to this, why mm. I value it so much, rather mm. than quickly stepping into an argument. You can actually yeah. make a lot more damage that not a damage, mm. but like you can actually impact a person much more. Um, it's mm. not always about winning the argument. Mm. You know? Sometimes just love the person and expect nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah. Now that Absolutely. I've loved you, will you agree with me? maybe no okay it's cool it's cool you don't have to yeah so i really agree with that this is a really good conversation um so for those of you who are watching um just remember that the world will pressure you um but it is in those times in that same fire that the world wants to show you flames god can show himself glorious so let's do that anyway yeah till next time (laughs) 